0: Welcome to the First Prez podcast, which features the message from this past Sunday's worship. If you would like to worship with us in person, our services are Sunday mornings at 8.30, 9, 10, and 11 o'clock. You can learn more about First Prez at www.first-prez.org. Amen. Amen. We carry it all to God in prayer. So open your Bibles with me. Let's look at Mark chapter 1 verses 35 to 37. I encourage you to to open your own Bible or pull the Bible out of the pew rack and and, uh, let's look together at the Word of God. It'll also be on the screens in front of you. The word comes to us this morning from Mark chapter 1, verses 35 to 37. And as we open the scriptures, let's pause and pray. Lord, we bring everything to you in prayer. Everything. Lord, help us to bring everything. And right now, Lord, we we pray that you would come and be present to us. That as these words are opened up and we read them, that we can also understand them. Lord, that we can connect with you through your holy word, by your grace and mercy. We pray in Jesus' name, amen. Mark chapter 1, verses 35 to 37, hear the word of the Lord. Very early in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house, and went off to a solitary place where he prayed. Simon and his companions went to look for him, and when they found him, they exclaimed, Everyone is looking for you. This is the word of the Lord. Carrying everything to the Lord in prayer. Well, I know if you feel like I feel, you feel like I've been through an awful lot this week from last Sunday till now, but, but do remember last Sunday. Wasn't it great when the Broncos beat the Raiders last Sunday afternoon? Yes. (laughs) And wasn't it sad how the Patriots lost (laughs) to the Carolina Panthers? Wasn't that? You see, some things do go right from time to time. But why do you call it a Hail Mary as we're talking about football? What? What, what, why is it called a Hail Mary? You know, a Hail Mary is, is a last-minute desperation play. It's when the quarterback drops back and, and launches the ball all the way into the end zone and a crowd of players from both teams, anything can happen. It's a, it's a desperation play. So it's named after a Catholic prayer. Why? Well, you see, that's what people think of prayer. I think it's a desperation play. It's a last minute option. It's a last resort. I've done everything I can reasonably do. I might as well pray. I was talking to a friend who's starting a new job here in town as a pediatric orthopedist. He said he hopes he can pray with his patients and and the parents that are bringing their children. Into his care. But he has said, but I'm aware that my praying at that moment might be taken the wrong way. Like, hey, Doc, I thought you had this, you know? I thought you knew what you were doing. I, you're, you're taking my kid back there to the OR. You've got this, right, Doc? You've got it? You know what you're doing? Well, then why the prayer? Why should God? be brought into this. See, that's how we think of prayer. We think of prayer as a last resort, a desperation play. That's not prayer. Prayer should be our first resort. You see, prayer is a life plugged into the power of God. A few weeks ago in this series, First Things First, I said, hey, let's keep God, our first commitment of the week and first Appointment of the day. And we talked that day mostly about having God as a first commitment of the week. Making a point to give God the worship He is due. To bring an hour of worship as a living sacrifice before the Lord every week on the first day of the week. In fact, we challenged one another for the 10-week worship challenge. Do you remember? And we're going to give the Lord an hour every week. But what about... The first appointment of the day. If not the, the very first thing you do when you wake up, then then the first priority of your day. The first priority of your day. Keeping God in first place means keeping a life of prayer every day. But sometimes I lose track of my my prayer life, don't you? I actually find, and this is by way of confession, I actually find it's easier to keep up with the Bible reading that I, that I want to do than it is to keep up with my time with the Lord in prayer. Why is it so hard to pray? What's so difficult about it? We don't usually have to force ourselves to do the things we need. I don't have to remind myself to eat. I don't have to force Myself to, to take some rest, to sleep. If I'm sick and there's a pill that I need to take every day, I don't lose track of taking that pill unless it's memory medication. And then I, you know, <laughs> maybe I do. I. But you don't forget to take it, you see? You, you need to take it and you know you need to take it. What about prayer? How is it that prayer gets so easily pushed aside? And then we're living lives unplugged from God. We're living lives disconnected from the power of God. We're living lives on our own as if there is no God in heaven. If I don't connect with God every day, then I'm disconnected from the source of life. I'm disconnected from the author of life. I'm disconnected from his power. I'm living life unplugged. Prayer is a life plugged into the power of God. And so Jesus models for us a life of prayer. Mark chapter 1, these quick verses, they went by pretty quick. But Jesus models a life connected to God in prayer. Jesus, who is God, talked to God in prayer. I know it's confusing. But in his life here on earth, he's modeling a prayer life for us, one that stayed connected, one that that took time to be with God in prayer as a first priority. Mark chapter one, verses 35 to 36. Very early in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house, and went off to a solitary place where he prayed. It's pretty simple. It's pretty clear. Just walk through that verse with me. Early in the morning. Do we have some morning people in the church this morning? Maybe you're not a morning person. You like to get up, pop out of bed early in the morning. Maybe you're not a morning person. I don't think this means you have to get up early to pray. What I think it's telling us, though, is this prayer was a priority for Jesus. You see? You don't get up before dawn to do anything, anything at all, unless it is super critically important. Amen? Amen. At least that's true for me. The only thing that's gonna get me out of bed is something that's a priority. Jesus got up early in the morning. He made it a priority to go and to pray very early in the morning. Jesus got up, left the house, and went, you see, you have to do it. It isn't just an intention, you have to do it. You have to get up and go and, and make yourself actually get up, actually move out, actually leave other things behind to make room for prayer as a priority. He got up, he left the house, he went and he went where he went to a solitary place place? Do you have a place where you can connect with God? Do you have a place where you can shut the door, where you can shut everything else out, where you can take time and take just that moment to connect with God in prayer to make sure that you're living life plugged in? You see, and there when he got there, he prayed. He communicated with God. He plugged in. We need to plug in. Just in that little verse is our model of prayer, just in that little verse. Now, right before that verse, Jesus is is engaged in ministry, is pouring himself out in ministry. He had preached that day, that morning. He went into spiritual combat for someone that afternoon. He healed Simon's mother-in-law that day. Then he stayed up late after dinner, healing people and setting people free from spiritual bondage. And then after this passage, he's at it right again. He gets right back engaged in all the needs of ministry. But right here, bookended by the demands of his ministry, we see that Jesus made it a priority to get alone with God the Father in prayer, to plug in and recharge, even while, as the disciples said, everyone is what? Is looking for you. Everybody's looking for you, Jesus. Jesus knew he needed to get away and plug in And recharge. He knew he needed to attend to first things first and make sure that he was plugged in and connected with God the Father. Don't try to live life unplugged. Don't try to live life unplugged. Prayer is a life plugged into the power of God. Amen. Now, you are already praying whoever you are think about this now everybody is already praying everybody prays there's a there's a good discussion out there that every meaningful piece of art is a prayer every poem every painting every song every listen every netflix series every every uh, novel every good movie they're prayers how do i mean A good movie sees the way the world is. It sees the world the way it is and it longs for the world to be different. That's why it connects, you see. Every movie is a prayer. That's a prayer. The question is, is this piece of art, if it conveys how the world is and then it conveys how our heart sort of longs for it to be different, it's an expression of human longing. The question is, does that prayer connect with God? Last week we suffered the worst uh, mass shooting in U.S. history. One man was able to, to wreak such, such horrible damage. He was able to take the lives of 58 innocent people, injure some 500 and 527 others. Just under, under one man's influence, all of that damage happens. And listen, when that happens, we see the world the way it is. We see the world the way it is. And we deeply long for the world as it ought to be. And Jason Aldean, the country artist who was on stage when all of this began to unfold, he was in public the next day and he was making an appeal to the people and he said, please, don't just say I send my thoughts and prayers. Don't just say that. Please, he said, please, actually pray. Please pray to God on behalf of these people. And I was so grateful for that. Because there's a big difference between prayer as human longing and prayer that connects with God. I want you to think with me, there, there are two schools of thought in prayer. There seem to be two ways that people approach prayer. There are those who pray up and those who, who pray down. See, there are those who pray Up. I'm praying to elevate my soul to heaven. I'm praying to feel the joy of communion with God in the heavenly places. I'm praying to be fitted for his kingdom and to experience the peace and assurance of his presence. As Paul said in Ephesians 2, God has raised us up. God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus. That's done. That's that's a done deal. Pray like you know that's true. And Peter wrote to the church when he said pray with your eyes on the kingdom above looking to Jesus in 1 Peter 1, he said, though you have not seen him, you love him. And even though you do not see him now, you believe in him and are filled with an inexpressible and glorious joy. Pray as though it's true. Pray up. Pray to to live for a moment by God's grace and the power of the Holy Spirit fitted for heaven and in the heavenly realms. Pray up but others others pray down you see they say i'm praying to bring heaven down to earth I'm praying to bring the power of God, to see God's power move to change what is wrong and broken and evil in this world. I'm praying to bring the light and the life of Christ down into the darkness and the death that's right in front of me. And that's what the the promise of the kingdom of God is all about, isn't it? That's what Jesus said when he said, the kingdom of God is among you. That's what Jesus is doing. God is on the move, making the future kingdom present right now. And so we say, I pray to be a part of that. I want to pray to be part of that movement that brings up there down here and makes things right again. Some pray up, some pray down. Jesus didn't teach us to pray up. He didn't teach us to pray down. You know what he taught us? He taught us to do both. Do both. When the disciples pulled him aside and they said, Lord, please teach us to pray. Jesus said, Pray like this. Our Father. Our Father who is where? Our Father who is up there in heaven. Pray like this. Pray like you're talking to God, the Father who's up there in heaven and and you can experience his glory and you can experience his kingdom. Pray to the Father who's up there. All glory and all honor. Everything to your name. Pray up. But then what? What? Pray to see your kingdom come. We pray up to to be one with God in the heavenlies, but then he says, and then pray this, your kingdom come, your will be done. You see, down, we want your will, Lord, to be done down here on earth. Just like it is in heaven, you pray down, you pray the kingdom down, you pray the power of God down into our place, where we live say bring the up there down here lord so why do we pray and why do we pray in Christ why do we pray in Jesus why because Jesus connects up there with down here Jesus died on the cross to pay for our sins that separated us from God's presence. Jesus died on the cross to restore access to God from here, to connect up there with with down here. He died on the cross to atone for sins and then if if you'll imagine this with me, it's like Jesus, he took the wood of that cross and he built a bridge from where we are where God is and he said walk with me. He built a bridge from where you are to where God sits. He built a bridge from here to eternity and prayer is meeting Jesus on that bridge. Jesus says walk with me on the bridge I made. Walk with me. Here where the pains of earth are reach all the way up to heaven, here where the glories of heaven descend to earth. Walk with me a while on the bridge that I've made. You see, some pray to get elevated to God's presence in heaven. Others appeal to God to bring heaven down here. Praying in Jesus is both, is both. Jesus says, stand with me on the bridge a while. Stand in, the, stand in the breach. Stand in the gap between the longing and the brokenness of this world and the glories and the perfection and the holiness of heaven. And stand there with me. Prayer in Jesus is not an empty exercise of positive visualization or hopeful expression." Prayer in Jesus unleashes the forces of heaven on the field of combat. Prayer in Jesus connects up there with down here. And up there meets down here. And down here meets the power of up there. Who else can connect heaven and earth? Who else can connect heaven and earth. Proverbs 30, verse 4 says, Who has gone up to heaven and come down? Whose hands have gathered up the wind? Who has wrapped up the waters in a cloak? Who has established all the ends of the earth? What is his name? And what is the name of his son? Can you believe that's in Proverbs chapter 30? Surely you know. Surely you know. And then Jesus, when he came and, and he was speaking with Nicodemus in John chapter 3, verse 13, Jesus said, no one has ever gone into heaven except the one who came from heaven. Who's that? Say it together. The Son of Man. Prayer is time walking with Jesus on that bridge. Prayer is time in Jesus Christ connecting up there with down here Prayer is time lingering with Jesus in the gap between the way the world is and the way it ought to be, and one day in the victory of his name will be. Are you willing to stand in that gap? What's his name? Oh, I love that. What's his name? Who's been there? Who's crossed the great divide? Who can build a bridge from here to heaven? Who's been up there and come down here? Who's been down here and can take us up there? What's his name and what's the name of his son? Surely you know. Don't you know his name? It is Jesus. That's why we pray in Jesus' name. Jesus connects us. Connects us. You know, what should it take, what should it take, friends, to gain access to God? What would be prayer, what would be fair for you? If I just asked you, what would be fair for you to gain access to the Lord God Almighty, the creator of all things, the eternal God who's all-powerful, and you want to gain, I mean, if someone told me, okay, here's what you have to do, you know, you have to uh, travel to Peru and uh, walk backwards up Machu Picchu, and you know you have to go through forty days of fasting and purification with ritual waters and oils, and you have to you know you have to know the secret code and say the magic incantation, and if you do all of that, then we'll check the schedule, and maybe there's an opening where you could gain a moment's hearing in the presence of the Lord God Almighty, and I would you know what I would say, I would say that's fair. That sounds fair for me to speak with God? For God to take regard for me? Friends, in Jesus Christ, the Son of God, we have immediate access to God the Father in heaven. Just a a moment's Thought just a turn of attention to Jesus and we are carried up into the heavenly places with God and, and God is pouring his power down into our lives. That's why Jesus modeled prayer. That's why Jesus wanted you to live connected to God. He stepped away in the Gospel of Mark three times to pray. First, the first instance is here, and then again in chapter six after the feeding miracles, and then a third time in chapter fourteen in the Garden of Gethsemane before his crucifixion. And I don't know if you're in a before or an after moment. I don't know if you're you're feeling like I just got through something and I need to pray. Or or I'm headed into something that's going to be the greatest challenge of my life and I need to pray. Listen, you need to connect. With God, you need to walk that bridge with Christ. Jesus wants you to see that you and I, we have access, access to God the Father in heaven, one for us by him and given to us each as a gift. To live life apart from prayer is to live life disconnected, unconnected from the power of God. But a life of prayer is a life plugged into the power of God. And it isn't a last resort. It's a first priority. Prayer is the beginning and the source of every good endeavor. Plug in. Every Everybody prays. Every movie is a prayer. Every decent song is a prayer. The more powerfully a piece of art grasps reality and the more hopefully it expresses our longings and desires, the more effective a piece of art it is. You know, every movie is a prayer. Star Wars, Rogue One, a prayer. Blade Runner, and Blade Runner 2049. A prayer. Pirates of the Caribbean. That's a colorful prayer. (laughs) Frozen. Every one of these, you see, they're they're human prayers. They're human longings. They're the prayers of the human heart measured in millions of dollars of gross profits. (laughs) But you know that's not how you measure prayer. Jesus doesn't want us just praying like that, just effectively expressing human longings, just meaningfully expressing the brokenness that we feel, the distance we feel between how the world is and how it ought to be. Jesus doesn't want you just sitting there on that side. Jesus wants you connecting with God in him through the reconciliation that he has won through his life and his death and his resurrection. Connect with God in prayer. I want you to think about staying connected with God in prayer as a daily appointment, as a a highest priority. And let's just, as I close, let's just imagine for a moment that you, imagine that you did. Let's do this exercise together. Just take a minute to think about the coming year. It's October 2017. Take a minute. You can close your eyes if you want, but don't fall asleep. You can close and think about everything that's going to happen in your life between now, October 2017, and October 2018. Think about it. Project out. Think about all the life stages that your family is going to go through. Think about the the important moments, the events that have got to go right and and the things that that someone's going to have to do well and, and the challenges that are gonna be in your life between now and next October, a year from now. Think about all those things. But you know what? Is that a lot? I bet it is. But you know what? There's another category of all the things that are going to happen in those next 12 months that you and I don't know a thing about yet. and All those challenges, what's going to come? What winds are going to blow? What unexpected challenges are you going to meet? Think about all those things. Walk forward in your mind one year and then turn around from there. I want you to turn around from there and look back on all that you just went through. Whew, we made it, Right? Was it hard? And now now imagine this. Looking back on the year that you were about to experience, imagine walking through it every day, connecting with Jesus Christ in prayer, knowing the power of God in prayer. Don't live your life disconnected. A life of prayer is a life plugged into the power of God make it a priority plug in let's pray Lord how is it that we don't forget to eat we don't forget to breathe but somehow this deep need of our lives this great connection of your power within us is something that we can forget so easily Lord, have mercy on us and give us courage and and conviction, diligence and perseverance to get up and to move out and to find a place in our lives for regular and daily prayer. Lord, help us to keep first things first, walking with you every day, plugged in by the power of prayer. We pray it in Jesus' holy name. Amen. Thanks for listening to our First Prez podcast. For more information, you can visit us online at www.first-prez.org.